Hello, world. Welcome back to the Ignited 42 podcast with Steve, Bobby, and special guest Deanna. Hi. Bobby's wife and my cousin. So, what an awesome week. We're getting ready to record episode eight. And I've been getting a ton of feedback. I'm sure you have. Yeah. And um, we even got a new review on one of our podcasts. And I'm going to share that with you all real quick. From Assassin Smurf with a bunch of numbers after it. Um, I have enjoyed listening to the interesting and helpful topics. It's nice to see people not be perfect and strive to be better and make a difference. Let us all be comforted, encouraged, and grow closer to Christ. Amen. 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 Hey, so uh, Assassin Smurf, if you're listening, please uh, send us uh, an email at ignitedfortitude at gmail.com and uh, give us your address and uh, give us your name also so we know who to address it to and we'll send you out one of the stickers that we have. Oh, and speaking of stickers, we've made, well, they're being made at the moment, our first two hats and two shirts. And now that we have the pattern made, we'll be able to get some shirts made and hopefully some hats for... What about for the ladies? I'll make sure we get some ladies stuff. The one where you can put your hair through the hat so that it's not like a man hat. Is <laughs> that mean, doable? Show me what you want, Deanna, <laughs> and we'll see what we can do. Deanna so, gets what she wants. So today we have a very special podcast, right? So Bobby and Deanna, tomorrow's 13 years of marriage, right? 13. Yep. 13 years of marriage, 14 years of being together. 14 years of being together. That's a big job. So today we're going (laughs) to – that is a big job. Uh, Today we're going to get into um, kind of what worked for you guys, what – how it was before you were saved. And um, we put out on our socials, I guess, the – some questions, questions. people that could write in and stuff. And and we got some some questions um, and we're going to get into that. But first I want to start with like what – I, it's easy for me because I've known both of you my whole, like nearly my whole life, more than mm-hmm. half my life for both of you. Yep. But what led you guys together? <laughs> oh, yeah, I, don't, I, don't <laughs> I don't know if we can put that on they here. Didn't, they didn't know that I was going <laughs> to yeah. ask that question. Whoops. Welcome to Ignited Forty. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> hot seat, hot seat. So what, like. I mean, Deanna, I get it all the time, right? Like, Steve, why didn't you introduce us in high school? Why didn't you? Like, hey, I didn't know, right? Like, all of my friends wanted to meet my hot cousins, but that's the only reason why I had friends. So um, what led you guys together? You don't have to get into details, obviously. Yes, but... don't. I'll let you answer, but just. Okay, I'll answer. Short form. But I'm not going to say, like, what, because that's awful. So <laughs> I'm a good friend, I promise. <laughs> but, um So, first of all, let's talk about that hot cousin, right? So, I'm one of those. And and he was Bobby the band guy, you know, Mm -hmm. in school, right? So, I chased him, Steve. I put myself out there, and I was sweating him. Yeah, but this wasn't in high school, so you got to No, but this was, like, as adults. But, like, when did you ever know me? What year was it? 2007. 2007. And I was chasing him like a dog wanted some meat. You know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) it was was, awful. That was six years after we – him and I graduated and yes. you were older than us. But then on top of that, like I've never seen Deanna chase anybody. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> anybody. And, so. and he embarrassed me. I was like, Hey, so uh, how come you don't ever invite me out anywhere? And he's like, well, I don't have your number. And I said, well, maybe you should do something about that. 
He got up from the table and left. <laughs> and everybody was like, wow, you just were told no. You, you realize that, right? And I said, yeah. There's some context behind all that. You missed a big chunk. Yeah, but you he were, turned me down. At the time, she was going through a separation. Yes. She had two kids, right? I was talking to I say that friend. very loosely, talking to one of her friends who was giving me the runaround. And then she's – we're at the table. She, Her friend's there and Deanna's there. And she's like, you know, why don't you ever invite me? And I felt like an idiot, man. Like seriously, I was getting played by this person, you know what I mean, giving yeah. the runaround. And then she's going to chime in. I just felt like, dude, seriously? Like, like is this a it, joke? First of all, it's Deanna Durfus. Oh, you know what I mean? She had goodness. that name, that title. You know what I mean? All going up through school. Like, we didn't know each other in school, but like I knew, knew of her. Of yeah, her she didn't know no Bobby Valdez. So, <laughs> I, you know what I mean? So, it's like – and any time that people knew that we were dating, it's like, you're dating Deanna Durfus? What in the world? You know what I mean? So, that doesn't happen to me. And I'm there, you know, at La Casita just trying to get my lunch so I can go work out. And she's like, well, why don't you get my number? It's like – Look, I've already – I don't want to be the joke of anybody. Like, Because first of all, that does not happen to me. So the last <laughs> thing I was thinking was like, this girl is sweating me. It No. It was yeah. so bad. I was sweating so bad. Like it was <laughs> ridiculous. I've never done so that. So fast forward, life. you guys get – start dating mm-hmm. and you get married. What year you get married? 2008. 2008. 8808. Yeah. yeah. 8808. She made it I really made it easy, easy for me. <laughs> so awesome. that way I'd never forget, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, um. You know, we started we started dating. We ended up, uh, you know, that incident had happened, and and um, a few months went by, and then I ended up writing her. Some other stuff happened, and I ended up writing her and just telling her that she was crazy because she had some kind of weird dream, and uh, and my dream came true. So, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but we started talking, and, and I we were at the point where you know she was going you know through a separation and stuff, and I had you know obviously done my stint of dating. And I was done. Like I wasn't playing games, and especially the last person I was trying to talk to, I was like, "Dude, I'm done playing games. Like I don't have time for this." And I made myself look like a complete idiot. And as we were talking, we were both in a place like, "No, like if we're gonna be serious, like let's be serious." Like it was a great conversation right off the bat, and just really felt that connection, and just just wanted to be together. Period. Right. You know. And then had to wait for some time to go by, and and then uh, I proposed to her after he was out of jail. <laughs> okay, so we, let's set some ground rules right from the beginning, right? Like, like we're trying to keep the podcast short. <laughs> like, not no, I mean, we could long. we could go into a lot of stuff, oh, and um, we don't want to throw anything out there so, quite yet. So I had gotten busted for a DUI, and I had to spend ten days in jail. And the whole time that her and I were together, we so we were not saved during this time. No. We were living together. And, you know, obviously living together and, you know, the question was like, are we going to get engaged? And the divorce hadn't fully gone through yet. And I was like, uh, let's wait for this divorce to go through before I, you know, like, you know, let's not put the cart before the horse. And I ended up going to jail and she's like determined, like, I, you know what? You have 10 days in jail and I'm going to get – I got divorced in 10 days. <laughs> <laughs> she had it all – well, the process – and it 
the process it made was it difficult. Yeah, yeah, there was a process before, and it just like was going and going, and then I guess those ten days, it just like you're like, I'm gonna get this. I thought it was more like Deanna was like, I'm not bailing you out until you propose. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought about it, but no. Yeah. So after yes, after mm-hmm. I got out, and I knew while I was you know I had some time to think while I was in jail, yeah. you know, and um, and it's crazy too because even thinking about that, you know, I was trying to read the Bible in jail, and still then too, it was like I was I just didn't get it. Anyways, but, um, you know, and then I coming back, it was like, okay, what's the plan? I want to move forward. I want to be married to her, you know? And it's like, you know, we need to get in a place. We really need to get an apartment. It's like, we got to get a place and, and all this other stuff. And like, I got out of jail and hit the ground running, just like, all right, we're getting out of this apartment. And, and she's like, hey, well, guess what? I'm, you know, the divorce is final and it's going to happen. And it was like, what that? January 28th. <laughs> but it, it, was, day. <laughs> it was, it was, but it was right after. Uh, how, like it was that week that I got out, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it was that week that I got out. You were at court with me. Yeah, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I got to go to court uh, with oh. you, and then uh, it, not too long after that is when I proposed to you. It was in February that I proposed yeah, to you. The day before Valentine's Day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look at me remembering. I know. Look at the <laughs> stars in her eyes oh, right now. I, I see it. Like she's always, reminiscing. I have no idea. So you guys get married. Mm-hmm. Was it? From uh, February after he proposed the next August? Or did yeah. you that August. That, yeah. that coming August, yeah. Yep. Okay. Because yeah. I wanted to do like the 8808 or the 9909, but I couldn't wait for the 09. So <laughs> yeah, and it was like on a Tuesday too. Yeah. So we're like, uh, we'll well, just let's do just do it. it we're like, we plan on getting married anyways. Why are we going to postpone yeah. it? You right. know what I mean? So then you guys get married. And obviously you're just out of a relationship. Mm-hmm. And... You were living some kind of life, oh, right? Yeah. Like, so, so now you guys are are you've tied the knot and you're in a house like together. Yeah. Like this is it. Yeah, with better kids. or worse, with kids, mm-hmm. right? With kids. Bringing yeah. two kids to the marriage. Yeah. What What was it like at first? What were the struggles? Gosh, dude. All, unfortunately, there was, not- there was a lot because he was a single man living it up. Like he had a life. And I, my life was Barney and, you know, dragon tails and bowls of cereal and, you know, with kids and building tents. And he was like, oh, I'm a rocker and I just got back from Scottsdale and I own a business and I got tattoos and I'm cool, you know. So it was like he was nightlife and I was nightlight, you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> nightlight. <laughs> so it's like it was difficult like to merge our lifestyles. And I think it was a little difficult because he had this thing, I don't want to get married because – I don't want anything to change. And I'm like, bro, you're going to get married and everything's going to change. But if I say that, like, you're not going to marry me. So I'm like, no, nothing's going to change. And so as soon as things started to change, he was ready to go. Like it was arguments and see, this is why I didn't want to get married in the first place. And when you come out of a relationship, like God never intended us to be divorced. Like he didn't. And when I got divorced, I didn't know how to be a wife again, like, right. you know, and so it's like, okay, I don't want to be the wife I was because I don't want the same outcome that I had in that relationship. So I tried to be somebody that I wasn't. And that put a strain on our relationship because I was functioning out of fear and anger and hurt, you know? And so that was difficult. And I didn't know how to be like, when, when it's like, oh, God doesn't intend for divorce. He really doesn't. And you feel it when you go through it. Yeah. Like, it's like, 
I'm lost. Like, I'm, yes, I'm starting over and there's hope in that, but like, you have no clue yeah, what you're and, doing. And not that she wanted to be back with him, but no. like, for me, like, looking at it too was like, man, those kids were hurting. You know so what I mean? And bad. I said it in, in, you know, I think the second podcast where it was like, there was times where I, I told her like, man, the kids were hurting so bad that it's like, you know, if you wanted to go back, like, I wouldn't even blame you for it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because it's like, the, like she said, God never intended for that mm-hmm. to happen. You know right. what I mean? But that's why God has, you know, don't be unequally yoked. And yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know like, what I mean? So now if, you know, for my advice for any singles out there, like seriously, please be 100% in your word and talk to Jesus and find out what it is you're looking for because you're not dating to try on pairs of shoes. Like you're dating to find a spouse. Like This brings up, like Bobby and I talked about this before. I've got a question from somebody before about being in a relationship. mm -hmm. You know, you've been with this person for years, right? And maybe you weren't a Christian at the time, but -hmm. then you've become a Christian Mm -hmm. and the other person is – not a believer, right? Like mm-hmm. how, what do you, what do you think? Like, how, I mean, you, you two, obviously it doesn't necessarily apply, mm-hmm. but when, when you're in that relationship that you're, you're now a believer and that person's not, what's mm-hmm. your advice? What's your advice? And you've been with that, that person for years. Like, what's your advice? Is it, I mean, we've talked about it. Like it's easy to say, don't be unequally yoked, but the world we live in right now yeah. is all about like, moving in together, not being married, basically being husband and wife without being husband and wife, without actually getting married. So what's your advice on that? I would say that, you know, it's extremely difficult in the sense of um, I was in that position for a short period of time because God had saved me first. And then Bobby followed shortly after And he made it extremely difficult, (laughs) if I can say that without crying. But, like, he he tested it. And there were nights where I went to bed and I'm like, Lord, I can't do this. Like, please get him saved. Like, what am I doing this for? And it made it very hard. And I had to really check myself. Like, am I walking this walk? Is Jesus the head of my life? Do I trust him 100%? Do I have this plan in mind, like, Lord, let your will be done and not mine. Like, am I 100% selfless? Because if you're really, truly, for the person who is saved, if you're truly walking that walk, they're not going to be able to avoid Jesus for very long. Like, Jesus is going to speak into their life, and they're going to want it. Now, if you're a walking contradiction, like, oh, yeah, Jesus saves, and I love Jesus, and then your behavior with them speaks otherwise, that is where their confliction is. Like they're not they're they're conflicted. They're not going to, oh, I want to be on board with this because you're showing something different. So really, really walk in the word of God, really, really walk with Jesus and let God do his job because it's not your job to lead them to Christ, you know? But in that situation, you know what I mean? Like our situation, we were married and then already. You, and already. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And this is a, a dating situation. Yeah, they live together. They're they're not married. You know what um, I mean. So that one's harder, right? Because that's you know they're they're and I, I can't find it right now, like off the top of my head. You know, but I know I think it's in I think it's in Corinthians where it's like, hey, if you are you know married and you're uh, a believer, and it's talking to the wife, if you're a believer, and it's First Peter, that no, that's a different one. Oh. and the spouse wants to stay in the relationship, 
then stay and, and, and Peter and Paul tells him stay in that relationship. Mm-hmm. But that's for marriage. Right. You know what I mean? And in a dating relationship, it's like you're not in that place yet. So having the discussion of like, hey, let's start, you know, what do you think about going to church? What do you think about, you know what I mean, you know, believing in God and, and like, hey, are you open to accept that and see is one thing, you know what right. I mean? But, you know, if you have given your life and surrendered your life, like, let's let's really look at what, what the big issue is. Because at, at that point, like, look at the first century believers. They gave up everything to follow Jesus. And you might have to give up that relationship if they don't want Jesus because Jesus is supposed to be the most important relationship in your life, period. Hands down. You know what I mean? Bar none, hands down. You know what I mean? And if you're you're in a dating relationship, you have that opportunity to be like, look, this is where I stand because here's the thing. If you're obedient to Christ, he's going to honor that. Right. But if you choose to say, well, I just don't want to give up this relationship, you know, that's going to pull you away from Christ. It goes back to the strategies of Satan, right? right. It's going to keep you down. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's going to keep you from really truly following after God because you're always going to end up compromising in that relationship. The other person isn't going to compromise. Right. You know well, what, what, what detours people from Christ? Attitudes, judgment, sure. you know, behavior. Like you are supposed to see Christ in us. And what ends up happening is you see Christian in us you know what i mean and it's like that that stereotypical oh you know they're judgmental and they're hypocrites and you know you hear the we hear it all and it's like how much of that is true sure you know what i mean the problem with the i say it all the time the problem with christianity is not christ you know what i mean the problem with christianity is the christians right so but but the christians are our ministry and so we have to learn how to love them in a way where they're learning and not becoming worse obviously but in that same sense like how are you representing christ to this person because if they're not a believer they're hurting they're Mm -hmm. missing something they're empty and you can feel it like any believer knows that feeling of that something is missing there's i'm not a whole person i'm not a whole being like why what is missing well jesus is missing and if someone is representing christ properly I'm going to want that. You know, you had said it yourself in one of the podcasts, like we ran into you and Bobby and we're like, man, we want that. Like, because we're representing Christ in a way that is, it's all Christ. It's not me. Like, it's not him. If I'm representing Christ and I'm kind of showing off a little bit of Deanna, guess what happens? Well, we don't want that Christ. Yeah, you can see that. You know, because you can see it. I'm being selfish. I'm being prideful. I have an attitude. I'm being selfish. And that's not Christ. So... That's why I say, like, really check how you're exampling Christ. And what's like, your relationship yeah, is. Yeah. You know, like, if you're walking around like, man, I'm at peace with my job, even though my job is garbage. And, man, I'm at peace in this situation because Christ is leading it. And, man, I'm so, like, you know, I am loving you and giving you grace and mercy. Like, you know, I know a lot of people that are like, oh, yeah, I'm Christian, 100%. And then they're saying bad words and they're frustrated and they got a sour face and they have, you know, bad habits that they haven't surrendered. And it's like, mm, well, you know what? That doesn't look like the Christ that I'm missing. It looks like some bad fruit. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So so check how you're walking because God will – He we have a big God and he's going to get what he wants. You know what I mean? Whether we want it or not, he's going to get what he wants. You know, and even like, you know, going to that sense, you know what I mean? Like sometimes people get in a relationship, not because they want to be with that person. You know what I mean? Like even us, 
you know, prior to being saved, we didn't want to be without one another. Oh, no. And that's right. how we knew we wanted to be with each other. You know what I mean? It, it was, was lust. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't, it wasn't for anything other than wanting to be together and not be apart as opposed to some people get together and it's like, I just don't want to be alone. Right. You know what I mean? So I'm looking to find a relationship and now I have somebody and I don't want to let go of them because if I let go of them, I'm going to be alone. And the security that go- comes along with yes. it, like how much is that person? Yeah, playing? but the but the tighter you are with the Lord, like exactly right, you're, that, you're yeah. not gonna. I mean, there's just I don't know. My answer is always the Bible and Jesus because that was my answer and it works and it always works. So I don't know. I just feel like if you are the believer in that situation, check your walk because nine times out of ten, if your walk isn't like a hundred percent walking with Christ then that's probably why your significant other is like, no, I'll pass. Yeah, because, you know, and that's, I mean, that's ultimately the evidence, right? Because sometimes we think the evidence is I go to church, I read my Bible, you know. I I, look at all the stuff I do. Yeah, and it's Mm -hmm. like, okay, you know what I mean? So, like, no, how are you living it? And you might get to the point, like, it's very easy for us to be at this table and say, you know what, you need to move out. You need to do something. You need to, you know what I mean? and but we know and realize the struggle that that is you know what i mean so but here's the thing like if you truly are committed to the lord what is he telling you you well, need that, to go to him what is he telling you that you need to do in this situation but think about it too if i knew cpr and you stop breathing am i going to go hey that's his bad like i know cpr but i ain't going to give it to him like he has he or she has something that that person needs sure do you know what I'm saying? And it's like, why would you then walk away and go, I'm too good for you? You well, know what I mean? Like, No, but they wouldn't walk away. I'm too good for you. But at the same token, me being in this relationship is going to pull me away from God. So it's not so much like, oh, I need to be here because I'm walking away because I have the truth and you mm-hmm. don't. It tells us, hey, you know what? Don't cast your pearls before swine. You know what I mean? Like, don't you dare say anything about Peppa. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, and, 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 but that's, I mean, so it's a hard, I mean, it, it, there's no like cookie cutter answer where you can just say, yeah. hey, this is the thing. But, you know, the heart of the matter and the heart of that question is, hey, if you're committed to the Lord, yeah, our life has to look like that. Yep. And what, what are we going to do in taking the steps moving forward and just saying, all right, Lord, I'm going to trust you. And with my trust, I'm going to do this. You know, I'm going to, you know what I mean? What is that next step that you need to do instead of just saying and waking up and thinking, God, I just need you to change the situation, the circumstance, whatever, whatever it's going to (laughs) happen. So with that being said, because now obviously we're getting into that relationship with Christ. Mm -hmm. We've heard from Bobby about how you you brought him to Christ. And I was going to bring him to Christ. <laughs> so let's let's hear it, Deanna. Like, how, how did you get there? So, um, like I said, in the previous relationship, it was a lot of hurt and frustration. And I didn't, I was lost, you know, and I thought I had it all together. And I thought I had healed and I was not. I don't think anybody truly is when you get a divorce. And so I brought all that into our relationship. And we didn't get along well in a lot of areas like we're both very passionate and we're both very stubborn (laughs) and we're both very um anger driven i think like 
if you push me, I'm pushing back, yeah. you know? And so I am very headstrong. I'm a Durfus, so I was raised that way. And he's a Valdez, and that made it even worse because <laughs> he thought he and I could come together. Like, we're great as a business, as a couple. We needed a lot of Jesus. And so what happened was we were arguing, and we went to bed, and he likes to say words that hurt sometimes. And so I tried to be tough, like, ah, that didn't bother me. And then we went to bed, and I was like, ah, you know. <laughs> and so he was, you know, he made his comment about, you know, if you're going to do that, you need to get up and do it in another room because, unlike you, I have to work in the morning. And I was like, no, you didn't. <laughs> no, you didn't. And so I was like, okay, all right. Well, I need to talk to somebody. Like, I don't know what to do right now. And I prayed, and I was like, okay, Lord, I know I haven't prayed in a long time, but I just wanted to let you know that you either need to come and get this dude, or I'm going to send him to you. And then I went into, like, detailed ways of how I was going to do it, and the anger, you know, just he pulled that anger out, and then I was back to crying. And when I prayed, I was praying for something completely different, and I said, you know what, Lord, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. It hurts too bad. And I'm, you know, messing up everything. I can't do anything right. And if this is your life, then you can take it. And I didn't mean it like, oh, save me and make me a better person. <laughs> and it was kind of like my goodbye mm -hmm. almost. And I'm so grateful that God hears our heart and an opportunity instead of hopelessness, you know? Right. And so I woke up the next morning, Bobby was gone, and I was like, whoa. Like if I could if I could bottle up what I felt like and sell it, I'd be wealthy. Like <laughs> you have no idea. Like I've lived a life of disappointment and anger and frustration and hurt. And I was a very angry person. And that's what I knew. And to wake up and I know I'm supposed to be angry. Like my eyes are puffy and, you know, his side of the bed, you could see where he laid on the very edge of the bed. So like, that if you got in, you weren't touching each other. Oh, yeah. Then. He wanted to make sure I knew I don't want you in this bed. Yeah. So I knew I was supposed to be angry. And man, there was no anger, like none. I was so excited. I was so hopeful. I was like, man, this this feeling is amazing. And I walked around the house going, oh, what? I wonder if I should make him his favorite dinner. Like, oh, he's probably not going to want to eat, but man, I can't wait to make his favorite dinner. Like, just to see his face. Like, I don't know where that came from. And he would come home and he was just rude. And I was like, <laughs> whoa, okay, well, I'm sorry you were late. I bet you worked real hard. And I'm going, wait, who is talking? Like, <laughs> what in the world is going on right now? Like, And it literally, God had to grab my tongue and rip it out and replace it with the Holy Spirit or else this would have never worked because that's not me. And I just was like, all right, Holy Spirit, let's ride. Like, let's see what happens. Like, it can't get any worse. And I remember at one point feeling hopeless. Like, Bobby's never going to change. Like, I ruined this marriage. Like, he's never going to view me any different than what he's seen. And it's done. And I remember going, you know what, God, thank you. Because you gave me this man and I have two kids and I have this peace, like, just don't let me go back to who I was. Like, if he doesn't want me anymore, that's okay. 
because I had him and what an amazing opportunity that was. And thank you for getting rid of the hurt and the pain and don't leave me. Like, I don't want to do this by myself again because I ruined it the first two times. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, make sure you have me this time. And that's right around the time when Bobby met me in the hallway and was like, are you dying? <laughs> I was like, whoa, no, I don't think so. Why? You know, so, yeah. And then you had people pouring into you. Yeah, your neighbor. Yeah, well. Man, I mean, his presence was freaky, though. Like, Yeah, it was, dude. Like, you know, I... So we were neighbors for, you know, I mean, we years. moved in the hall. Yeah, for years. Yeah, I mean, obviously, since we were there. So I, we were married for five years and living in that house. And, uh, and uh, it, you know, he was an awesome dude. And you would just meet him. And, it like, he radiated the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And you just knew. Like, there was times, like, he's like, yeah, we should get together and hang out. And, and we're it's like, like, no. No, nah, dude, I don't want to <laughs> corrupt you, bro. Like, I got, you know what I mean? Like, there's no way. You yeah. know what I mean? And, and he was awesome, dude. He just like, he, you know, he'd have his family out there and they'd be playing, you know, he'd be tossing, you know, the ball or doing something like always oh, dude, just awesome individual. And, 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 um, and then my mom was always chiming in to my ear, like, you need to give it to the Holy Spirit. You need to pray to Jesus and all this other stuff. And yeah. And as soon as, you know, I did, you know, talk to her in the hallway, like, what the heck is going on with you? Yeah. And that's the thing, like, it, and that's what just like, it blows my mind. And that's why, like, you know, you read things in the Bible and you're like, dude, this book is living and active just as the way it says it, you know what I mean? And it just solidifies yeah. things. And it's like, she tried so hard to make me change. She tried so hard with her words. Because I didn't feel like I was the problem. <laughs> and she tried so hard. And it's like all these things that she was saying and trying to do to make me change, like, didn't work. No. And then her actions and her changing, you know, and, and we talked about that scripture in First Peter, you know what I mean, where it's like, you know, wives, you know, by your conduct, you'll win your husband's over. It, and that's exactly. Without a word. <laughs> yeah, without Let, a let's, word. Let's make sure it says without a word, because that's important. Yeah. And so, you know, that, like, I told her, like, I don't know what happened to you, but I pray to God it happens to me. Yeah. And then, you know, I was doing, you know, praying and, and seeking God and really going after him that I thought, right. you know, and then, so my neighbor really wasn't pouring into me. You know what I mean? It wasn't until I went over to his house and he, he like led me to the Lord and just challenged me that that's when it was. And even after that, like he really didn't disciple me. Like I'd ask questions and he'd be like, well, this is this or that. You know what I mean? He, he said, you guys need to get into a church, but it needs to be a Bible teaching church. Yeah. And so we were like, okay, perfect. Like we're going to do this. And so we went to a few and we're like, nope. And then we went to Calvary and we're like, eh, let's give it one more time. Because <laughs> he was in the Old Testament, wasn't he? He was in Daniel. He was finishing up Daniel. Yeah. And so he's like, all right, let's go back. And so we went again and it was like, whoa, this is home. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. I, I mean, just hearing it, like, man, the way he works, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, dude, like, just, you know yes. what's sad, though? The Holy Spirit had to completely take over because I was so bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, but but that brings me to a point, right? Like, when you talked about your neighbor and he was like, yeah, we should hang out sometime. We're like, no, I don't want to corrupt you, mm -hmm. right? Like, I think so many people deal with that, right? Yeah. Like, it's like, man, I'm so bad. Like, I'm not ever going to be accepted at any okay. church, right? Like, I'm yeah. not like – Yeah, for sure. And, but, but look at the, the stories. We haven't even – really touched on a lot of mine. We're here for you guys today, but like you guys have history, right? Yeah. And we are all sinners and mm -hmm. you know, you should 
go to a church. Yeah. Get uh, preferably a Bible teaching church. Yes. Yeah. And that way, the, those people there, the real Christians, they're going to find you and they're going to make you feel at home, right? Because yeah. Yeah. they know what the what the word says. And, and the how Bible teaching to... is because the change doesn't come with Christians. Sorry. Yeah. I love you all, but no. So it's not like, oh, this Christian is leading me and God, the word of God is what changed. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like, as soon as I woke up with that feeling, God knew exactly what I needed. And so when I woke up and I'm like, oh my goodness, like, what is this? Like, this is the best feeling in the world. I would stop at nothing to keep that feeling. And I remember just, okay, Lord, I don't know what you did, but don't get rid of it because I can't, I don't want to not feel this. You know what I mean? I don't want to, and he would come at me and I'm like, let's keep going. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like he's all, yeah, I'm late. And I'm all, oh, I'm so sorry you're late. Like you were out there working and I was sitting in this house that you worked so hard for and thank you so much. And I'm going, whoa, is that what I'm supposed to do? Yeah, and I'm thinking like, what is going on? Where's the poison? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I told you. you Don't eat what's in the microwave. (laughs) You know what I mean? And and, and, and it's true. And and here's the thing, you know what I mean? It has to be God's word because so many times like we'll get people that want to talk to us and want us to you know like pour into them and and all that stuff is healthy to help you know what i mean but it's like i want you to pour into me but i'm not doing anything on my own i'm not you know i'm not reading the bible i'm not going to church i'm not really taking in the message you Mm -hmm. know what i mean and it's like look and my wife says it all the time because it's like look i'm not jesus like i am not jesus for you jesus can only be jesus like i can kind of give you some direction i can kind of tell you but too many times it's like okay well what do i do next what do i do next and it's like you need to to get your time by yourself with the Lord, have him pour into you because, you know, as we read through the Bible, it's going to change our perspective. It's going to change our mind. He, through the Holy Spirit, he's going to bring that stuff to remembrance. You know, Mm -hmm. like she grew up, you know, in uh, uh, apostolic Pentecostal. Well, no, you you were going to a Christian school, so Shiloh. you were getting a lot of scripture. You know what I mean? And, and we just talked about it, you know, on Thursday about uh, you know the Holy Spirit is going to convict the world of sin. The Holy Spirit is going to do. You know what I mean? And He's going to do all this stuff. But if you don't have any of that stuff, any of those resources, you have no in there, idea. Yeah, how are you going to know? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Not to say that God won't do it. You know what I mean? But at the same time, it's like what are you, what are you giving Him? Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean, and and to say like, okay, well, I just want you know somebody's listening to this, like, okay, well, I'm just gonna pray that God changes me like that. That's, you know, it's a once in a lifetime yeah, type you know of I mean? you can't like it was a that, miracle. <laughs> like you're not you're making you know going back to you know a couple podcasts ago of walking worthy. Like, how is he gonna move you? If you're just off and parked and not even going, like at least go into the direction of like, okay, well, you know what? Maybe I do need to start going to church. Maybe I do need to start reading my Bible or finding uh, some kind of, uh, you know, Christian small group or, or something that you're allowing to pour into you so God can use that, mm-hmm. right? And not use other people's opinions. Right. Like, because that we got to go from truth. Yeah, yeah exactly. But, um so let's get into some of these questions we got. Let's go. I wanna I wanna start by saying, like, for all these, we got a we got questions and they're good questions. And some of them we will have to I I think, and yeah. I'm sure Bobby agrees, some of them are questions that need to be a whole separate podcast. Sure. Yep. Absolutely. Um so I kind of broke down the questions <laughs> to to the heart issue, right? Yep. And um so this first one. How do you handle situations with the ex-spouse in a new relationship? Ooh. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, that'll be for me because Bobby uh, doesn't I mean, have an ex yet. Yeah, and I wish Kim was here because I she know, could right? do the same thing, sure. right? Yep. And from both perspectives, mm-hmm. then. Um, and so, I mean, because Bobby does have a part in this, right? Like how <sighs> uh, how it affected yeah. him too, right? It was hard. Yeah, because you know what I mean. You know that there's one history, and then two, especially before we got saved, I was just operating on pride. You know what I mean? Because especially with the ex-spouse. You know what I mean? It, it, in particular, and I mean, let's just be 100% honest. Mm. If, <laughs> if if he really wanted you, you know what I mean? It, it, he would have done everything to keep you. Yes. You know what I mean? And so, and that's just, it, here, there, that's just wisdom. I'm not, I'm not trying to dog anybody out, but that's just wisdom. You're like, yeah. if we're in a marriage and we're having trouble, like if you really want to be married, you're going to do everything that you can to try to fix that. Counseling. Yeah. You know what I mean? All that other stuff. So when she was divorced, he was still trying to like infiltrate and trying to manipulate and, and trying to do things. You know what I mean? And, and it's, you know, it was to the point where it's like, look, it doesn't so much. It's Tread not so lightly. much since I know. It's, <laughs> Tread so, lightly. So it's not so much of, of wanting to be with her, but it's not wanting me to be with her. Yes. Right. You, you know what I mean? And it I think even in, in, in that situation for one of those questions, you know what I mean? Like, how do you handle that? Like, you need to know that. Like the, the ex is, is playing things and trying to befriend, but you got to be careful because if it wasn't working, you said it before. So here's the thing. Okay. If they're an ex, they're an ex for a reason, right? When it mattered, when it counted, when your kids were important, when that situation was important, you would have done everything then to establish a good parenting routine, a good relationship. You wouldn't be divorced. You're divorced now, so you're putting way too much emphasis on a relationship that does not and will not exist. So there are some relationships that can. So if Bobby and I, for some odd reason, did get divorced, our relationship would have been amazing co-parents. We wouldn't be in separate relationships because we're we love each other too much. Even if, even if we got it's divorced, like, there, even, like you nobody, said, if we get divorced, there's like, nobody that's going to even come close to my husband. So there would be no other relationship and, and, you know, we'd know how to co-parent. Um, with my first marriage, there was no relationship. You know, there was no, let's work this out. Let's do things for the kids because in all honesty, we did things out of spite, we did things to hurt each other. We did things that didn't were not beneficial for the kids, and that's what led us to get divorced. So mm-hmm. for me to think that, oh, now that we're divorced, we're going to run off and have this amazing co-parenting experience, well, then how come we got divorced? Mm-hmm. You know, and I was trying to force that relationship for my kids, and he believed that in that I was saying there's still a chance. Right. I'm still here. Like, I still care about you, which I did not, you mm-hmm. know. So I was sending the wrong signals. He was picking up on the wrong signals. And the whole time we're dragging Bobby through this mess. And it came to a point where my husband said, look, it's either me or him. You know what I mean? Like, I can't compete with this. Like, it's hurting me. And, you know, you can have him. And I thought, I don't want to lose Bobby. Like, I could care less. Like. 
you know, my ex was using the kids, you know, as leverage, like, well, if you don't, you know, answer my phone calls, then you're not going to get to see Lexi and JJ, or you're not going to get to do this, or you're not going to. And that was scary. Like my kids are my everything. And I promised my kids that they would be more important than any man would ever be. And they held that against me. And, (laughs) you know, but it's like, here I am at a crossroads and it's like, do I really believe that if I were to walk away from Bobby and answer all of these phone calls from my ex and participate in all the things they want me to participate, that they're really not going to use the kids against me again? Right. He is. Yep. Like, if he's going to do it once, he's going to do it a million times. And I'm sorry. And I know this is hard to hear. They don't want you. He didn't want me. You know what I mean? Right. He wanted the control. Mm-hmm. He wanted the power. He wanted to sit back and go... I still got her. He may have her. Like he has to deal with her, but I have her, you know? And And that's, I I think that's what, I mean, having an ex. And like I said, I wish Kim was here to be a part of this conversation, Mm -hmm. but they only have as much power as you give them. Absolutely. Right. Like if you don't give them any power in your relationship, then they don't have any power in your relationship. And that's the best feeling ever. Right. Like mm-hmm. when, when you get that, that phone call or that text message that you can tell is intended yep. to make you feel a certain way to manipulate you, which was yep. part of the question that was coming up. How do you handle a manipulative X? Right. Mm-hmm. Like, so when you get that, like, Hey, you don't have like, there's no power there's, there. Yeah, yeah. Like you don't have any power mm-hmm. in this, but like, you're not yep. changing my current relationship. Yep. You're not changing my relationship with my child, yeah. like you're, that's it. Right. And, like, and a, and a huge part of it too, is you were told that we have to communicate with them. You know what I mean? Those are your, that's your kid's father. You have to communicate with them. You have to have a relationship with them. You don't, you don't, especially when your relationship was toxic. Like right. if you have a toxic friend, you cut them out of your life. If the same goes for the relationship as an ex-spouse, if it's hurting your children, if it's hurting your current spouse, if it's hurting you, why are you continuing that? If your children have a way to communicate with you personally, whether it's email, phone, I mean, social media, whatever the case, try to keep it within that, like, limit your interaction with that spouse. Like, I'm not saying completely cut mm-hmm. it off because that's, you know, not yeah, ever going to happen. You, have to, you yeah. married them. Well, and you there's know? things that have to be communicated. But the boundaries have to go. be set up. Right. You have to have boundaries. And your spouse, ex-spouse is not going to like that because they're going to blame the current spouse or whatever the case. You are setting up boundaries to protect yourself, your children, and your current marriage. And that's what has to be and done. And you also have to have those boundaries, you know, with that ex relationship, but even with the kids. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. The kids have to know those boundaries too. Like, hey, guess what? Like, you know. That me, relationship is done. Yeah, is done. And mm-hmm. this is a relationship that we're going to protect because guess what? Once those kids are out of the house, we're the ones that are left 
you know, right. together. Yeah, so. Bobby's already packed the boys' bags. Like he's <laughs> he's ready. He's got boxes <laughs> in the garage. Yep. Like you're taking this when yep. you go. Yeah, but I but what I mean, yes, but I mean, I'm talking about with the kids that <laughs> yes, are well, yes, with the kids you have to. Talking. Yes, but you yeah. know what I mean. Even with the kids that are from that other relationship, because like there could be a lot of damage that's done, and then once they leave, they don't care about you guys yeah. left. And then if you didn't if you didn't strengthen that marriage, like hey, this is a new relationship, and this is what we need to protect. You know what I mean? Once those kids go, like. Yeah. And what do you have? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, boundaries are huge. I mean, Kim and I have actually told the kids, like, we love you. We do. But, like, <laughs> when you guys are gone, it's us. So, yeah. like, this is – this is I am I love you. I care about you. I want to raise you uh, in Christ. You know, I mm-hmm. want to do all these things. But when you guys are gone, this is our relationship, right? Yeah. Like, this is – we don't want you guys to leave. And then we look at each other and be like, I don't even know this person. Like, what am I supposed to do now? Right. Like, well, you don't have um, children that manipulate the system. Like, oh, I'm oh, yeah, I'm going to go to mom. And, you know, the I mean, real maybe, parent. And maybe not in that sense where it's like, I can go there today. Yeah. But like a lot of the phone calls and messages and stuff that like, uh, like, Steven's a smart kid, right? Yeah. Like he knows mm-hmm. how to say things All to to yeah. certain people. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, well, where's this coming from? Right. Mm-hmm. Like, and um, I do think that he does try to manipulate it sometimes, you know? Yeah. Um, but I've already like, I only I only talk to my ex if I absolutely have to. And like that, yeah. like if I don't have to, like you have a phone. Yeah. Like the, t- the I'll send her a text and be like, he lost his phone. He got in trouble. I'll let you know when he's going to get it back. Like, you know, if you have something important to talk about, you can call me and I'll let you talk to him, you know? Um, But I think that that's what it comes down to is the power that you let that ex have. So in that, in that situation, when you, when you feel like your ex is manipulating you or trying to make your relationship with your new spouse or make your relationship with your kids different, Mm -hmm. it's because you're allowing that to happen. Yep. And, yep. Yep. Boundaries. Yes. I mean, Boundaries. we talk about that with the teens all the time. So, mm-hmm. um, man, we're getting short on time. So let's go with this one. How to build, how do you build emotional intimacy within a marriage? It's, this is a tough one because it's, yeah, it's unique, right? Like mm-hmm. every person is different period. And every relationship is but different. But the approach can be similar. So right. even though every person is different and has different needs, whether it be um, physical intimacy, um, emotional intimacy, you have to come from a place of complete selflessness. Um, I spent the better part of my life with Bobby building him up. He has, he likes affirmations. He likes to be told he's great. And so (laughs) I'd walk around and I'm like, wow, you're so great. And you thank you and do this and that. And it wasn't what he wanted to hear. So even though I was giving him affirmations, it wasn't the right ones. And so he wouldn't appreciate, well, not that he wouldn't appreciate, he wouldn't acknowledge them because it wasn't what he needed. And so I took it as nothing's ever good enough, you know, like it doesn't matter what I do. It's just never going to be enough. And it came to a point where the Lord was like, "Mm, are you loving him the way he needs to be loved? Well, no, (laughs) quite honestly, I'm doing whatever I can. So it's deeply getting to know your spouse. Yeah. You have to go, okay, if this isn't working and I'm not getting the response that I was hoping, then maybe I should change it up. And 
Um, it's trying to connect with them and giving them what they need, you know, like, and, and not doing it with the, with the expectation of them meeting your needs. Um, Bobby works two full-time jobs and does this podcast, by the way. And so not that I'm bitter at all. (laughs) (laughs) Couldn't tell. Yeah, not at all. Time is, you know, my, my quality of love, but whatever. So, (laughs) but like he, he's busy. And so it's like, Okay, I had to really like sit back and go, okay, what are my needs? Like, what needs do I need him to meet? And I had to cut some off because it's like, okay, that's not a need. That's a want, you know, like that's not even a want. That's like just ridiculous. So I had to really sit with myself and go, I love this man. And this is the marriage where Christ is supposed to be the example to the world. And right now I think it's safe to say that the world needs Christ. So Am I exampling that? Is our marriage exampling that? And if I'm the cause of that, I need to really get to know him. I need to cut some of this like extra baggage off of me. And I need to simplify my needs so that he can meet them. Like, I don't want to put this ridiculous expectation and he can't meet it because then he's going to stop trying to meet my expectation because it's just pointless. You know what I mean? So I had to do a lot of searching with the Lord. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, because even the expectations, you know what I mean? Sometimes we have these hidden expectations yeah. on people, you know what I mean? So it, it it would be, and we're all guilty of it, you know what yeah. I mean? And this isn't just in marriage. This is in, in, in some kind of, you know, any kind of relationship, you know, it could be uh, a work relate, whatever. But you have these expectations like, okay, I'm going to do this and I expect this other person to do it. If you don't ever communicate that with that person, yeah. They're not going to see through that because you've already made that. That's something that you made up in your own mind. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and that was a big thing for us because, you know, we try to communicate things, but we weren't communicating on the right level or whatever it was. It was communicating on, hey, this is what I expect from you. I did this. So why aren't you doing that? It's like, wait a minute. Like, I, like I didn't know that that was a yeah. part of it. Like, I thought you were just doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? And so, like, I think even, you know, how do you connect on an emotional thing? Like, you know, you brought up a good point that we were talking about it before, you know, where it's like before you would put it on me and would question me. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? And and then what did you say? It wasn't until you, you know, were like – and with what you just said, you know, yeah. like, you had to realize what am I expecting? But more so, maybe I need to take the initiative. Yeah, so – um, there came a point where um, physical intimacy was brought up and it was like, hey, I need more of fill in the blank. <laughs> and <laughs> he said, you know, well, I'm working and I'm busy and I'm tired and I'm this. And, you know, of course, no one wants to hear that because it's like, yeah, really? I bet. <laughs> so, you know, I was like, well, this is a need. And I feel and what it really was, was I felt that we were disconnecting. Right. So, you know, with him working so much and him being busy and I didn't know how to communicate like I'm lonely. And for a man that translates to let's have time, you Mm -hmm. know, you know, Sam. So it's like, okay, well, we need more of this. Instead of me saying, I feel like we're not connecting. I feel like we're, you know, disconnecting, really. I was like, well, I need more of this. And he was like, well, what are you talking about? You know, I'm I'm available. And I'm like, yeah, but you're not doing this and this and this. And then he felt attacked. So how could I have worded that so that we wouldn't I wouldn't have made him feel attacked and defensive? Well, did I, you know, try to encourage that? Did I try like if I felt like we were disconnecting, was I trying to connect to him? 
No, I was sitting in my feelings like, why isn't he connecting with me? Why isn't he making the effort? How come he can't see that I need him right now? Like, you know, and it's like, because I'm not, I'm not putting forth any effort. So instead of coming at him in, you're not doing this enough, or I'm, I'm right, you're wrong. Like I, I should have went and tried to connect with him. Right. On on that level and put in the work myself. So it's like my advice to couples is really pick your battles, like <laughs> really sit down and go, okay, is this something that I need to add? Especially if your spouse can be defensive. No offense at all. Yeah. But like, if what, are trying, what are you trying to say? I think <laughs> every spouse can goes. be defensive. No. So like, but like, well, you know, it's, it's what can I do before I tell them they're not doing because that's basically what you're saying. You're you're going to your spouse to confront them about something that they're not doing or they're doing that you don't like. So let's let's give it kind of an example. Oh. Uh, well, so there was a time that when we the dishwasher, right? Oh, and I don't want to go deep. I don't want to go deep. I don't want to go deep into this. You guys are going to hate him. <laughs> Careful. I'm not going far into it. <laughs> okay. But there was a time that I got mad. You know, we had just had the boys. You got mad? <laughs> more than mad yes. but you know what i mean like i had been working working a lot she was home with the boys with, with twin twins, boys babies on our own just yes. gotta throw that out there no on help. our own we and two we older not. kids yeah and a and big s- house and so you know i get home and my pet peeve is dishes in the sink dishes in the sink the dishwasher and it's like all right cool like if there's dishes in the sink the dishwasher is hopefully you know emptied i'll go ahead and i'll put the dishes in there well i got home and she's on the couch with the boys. With the boys. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But yeah. I'm taking it like, great. She's on the couch just watching TV, not realizing that the whole entire house was clean while she's still watching the boys, like all this other stuff. But I was looking – and here we go. Like I was looking at my perspective, my thing. I go at home. There's dishes in the sink. And it's like, okay, I'm going to put them into the dishwasher while the dishwasher's clean. The dishes in the dishwasher are clean. And I threw a fit. He was slamming and banging and screaming. <laughs> and I'm sitting there so confused like, what did I do? Yeah, and and going away from that because it wasn't that you know what I mean, and and she brought up a good point afterwards, and and I was like completely wrong, like it was it was uncalled for, and and she's like, you didn't even realize that I did all this. She's like, look at your boys are taking. What's more important, your yeah. boys being taken care of, you know what I mean, and then being fed and all this other stuff. And she was right, but I was looking at it from my perspective, and coming away from that, it was like, you know what, that's my problem. Like the dishes in the sink, that's my thing. So if I want that done then I need to be the one to do it because it's not a bother for anybody else. You know what I mean? So I need to take that initiative instead of saying, hey, it's important to me, so this better be important to you. Because there's other things that are important to you that aren't as important to me. Peppa. <laughs> We're talking about responsibility here. <laughs> you know what I mean? There are other things that that are important to you that I don't do. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm not going to know unless unless we would be like, hey, babe, could you you know do X, Y, and Z? And then be like, oh, okay, I didn't know that. Thanks for mm-hmm. telling me, as opposed to why don't you do this? This isn't happening. Just going back to, you know, even if it comes down to, you know, you can take the the aspect of intimacy, you know, let's go yeah. back to that. Like, hey, if you if if you see the problem and you're you're, and you you're yeah, and your spouse doesn't, like at the time when when you came to me, you're like, hey, what's going on? Like there was a whole crap ton of stuff that was yeah. on my mind. Yeah. You know what I mean? That I'm like trying to work through and fumble. I mean, it, it, and my mind was going constant and she had to tell me like, Hey, we haven't been, you know, physical three months. 
Dang. It, I yeah, know, dude. Right. It was, yeah. it was, like, it if was I'm lo- complaining, it was a I was, long time. It, it was a long time, and I was like, whoa, like, yeah. are you serious? Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, wait a minute. And, like, that's not, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, Deanna, couple days don't, don't go play. by. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> but, and I was like, dang. But at the same time, and then already I'm like trying to defend myself because it was like, I heard what she had said, and like, I didn't even realize. But then I have to go into mode because it's like, we have. He knew he was busy. And I knew I was afraid this is where he was going to go with it. Because when I brought that up, it was like, I have put on weight because I'm on medication and I don't look, I'm not the hot cousin anymore. Like I'm more of like the, you're a stay home mom. You know what I mean? And so it was like, okay, is it me? Is it something that, you know, are you not attracted to me anymore? Like, do I need to do something? Like what, what's going on? And that's where I was coming from. So I was already coming from a place of insecurity, right? And he hears my insecurity and takes it as I'm accusing him Mm -hmm, of something. And it's like, But then he goes into his own insecurity, essentially, like, I'm so busy, like, because the communication wasn't what it should have been, essentially. And I did nothing prior. Like, I didn't try to make an effort. I didn't try to connect with him. Like, here I am going, I'm the victim. He needs to fix it. And I think a lot of us do that in marriage where it's like, I'm feeling whatever and he's the issue. So he needs to fix it. I shouldn't have to tell him. Like, Mm. I caught myself saying that all the time. Like, why do I have to tell him this? Like, he should already know. No, you need to tell them. And before you tell them, you need to see if you can do any work first. Yeah, for sure. Make the effort. You know what I mean? And yeah. that's just, you know, because here's the, like, the big thing about it is like, I you can't change the other person. You yeah. know what I mean? And whether we talk about these questions that people have asked, like, you know, how do I fix this? Or what if what if there's somebody, you know, the ex-spouse is this? Or what if somebody, you know what I mean? No matter any question that we ask when we're trying to fix a situation, the thing that we need to start from first is what do I need to do? Yeah. Because I can't force somebody else to do something. I can only work on my actions and to put, you know, boundaries in, in play or or say I'm going to do this or, or or set those things up and then it'll affect the situation and then I can start working from there. But I need to put that effort in, not trying to control the other person, yeah. you know what I mean? But I need to control it and and work on me as opposed to working and, and wanting something to change in a way that's it's not going to change. Well, that's what Jesus did. In my life, here I am trying to send you to Jesus, and he's like, girl, if you only knew. And then he fixed me, and it was like, I get it now. You know what I mean? Like, yes, it was a little painful when God says, Bobby is not the problem. Deanna, you are. That hurt a little bit, you know, but it's like, man, what a difference. But it it wasn't so much that. I wasn't the problem. I wasn't your problem. Yeah. My problem was me. You were your problem. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Just like my problem was me. It wasn't you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I think Say that again. (laughs) Just kidding. kidding. Your problem was you. I'll say it again. Yeah. (laughs) I just, (laughs) you know what I mean? And that's the biggest thing. So, you know what I mean? Going, you know, we were talking about scriptures before we open, open this up. It's like, you know what I mean? Going back to a place where Christ is at the center of our marriage. Before I elevated her to a position where like, if things were good in our marriage, well, then cool. But if the moment that she's short, and we've talked about this before, you know what I mean? The, the moment that she's short or or changing things up or like, what's wrong? You know what I mean? Nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> great. You know? And it's like, no, no, no. It doesn't matter what she's doing. Like, even if she's mad at me, and even if she's mad at me for good reason, I'm not going to be able to change her. Like, stop being mad at me. You know what I mean? I got to go to like, all right, God, what do I need to do here in this situation? 
Like I can change this. Uh, I mean, Proverbs tells us uh, a gentle answer turns away wrath, you know? Right. And so what can I do in this situation? And just approach her, you know what I mean? And just try to close that distance no matter what, you know, pushback I'm, I'm getting from that, you know, and going to, you know, First Corinthians 13 where, you know, love is patient, love is kind, uh, love is not self-seeking. You know what right. I mean? Like, those are the things that we need to, to really put on and saying, like, if that's love, I can't be like, well, you're not being loving right now. Well, no, I got to ask myself, <laughs> am I being loving right. right now? You know what I mean? Am I being patient in the situation? Am I being, really, am I being self-seeking? Right. You know? So in First Peter 3, this is one of my favorites, not just because it's what God did through me, because I think that was beautiful, but... It has a very beautiful bit of wisdom for us women. Oh, I know you're going to hate me, but just love me and let the <laughs> Lord tell you, please don't get mad at me. I'm sorry, ladies. I'm still team girl, okay? But in First Peter 3, he's talking to the wives, right? And it says, instead, it should be that of inner self, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is of great worth. In God's sight. Do you want to know why he says that? Because it doesn't tell the men to be quiet. It doesn't. It tells it doesn't the have ladies. To be quiet. Oh, I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> so men don't like a lot of words, I've learned in my marriages, you know? Yeah, and wisdom. we are women who are words. We use our words for good and for bad. Yeah. And we use our words to build up and to tear down. And if we are a little bit more cautious with our words. In all honesty, we build up our husbands. We build them up to a place where they feel like they can lead our family. They feel like they can conquer the world. And we're just their cheerleader in the background going, go, go, go. And we benefit from that. You know, a strong leader is created in the home, whether it's through the word of God, but also his wife. And if I'm telling Bobby all the time everything he doesn't do or can't do, he's not going to be able to do anything. Yeah. And I need to be the one that uses my gentle spirit. That's a hard one for me. <laughs> and my quiet words, which would be my actions. And I need to focus on building up my marriage. I need to focus on what's going to benefit my husband, my marriage, my family, and I need to watch it. And so there are times when we have a discussion and <laughs> I have the words, trust me, they're flowing in that brain. And I'm telling my mouth, just stop. Just wait a second. Don't say those things. And Bobby knows it's coming because he's watching. Like, it's like I have one of those projectors in my eyes and he's going, oh, here, I don't even know what's coming out. And I have to just stop myself. And if I'm quiet and I let him talk, he hears himself. That's the beautiful thing about yeah. Jesus. Like <laughs> Jesus is going, Bobby, do you hear what you're saying right now? Bobby, listen to yourself. And then I'm just sitting there and I'm quiet and I'm gentle. My spirit is gentle. And then Bobby goes, okay, wait, give me a second. I, I, that's not what I meant. And I go, oh, did you see that? I didn't even have to say anything. So like when God is telling us women to have a gentle and quiet approach and, you know, let our actions lead. It's because we do a lot of talking and not a lot of listening and looking. Like, I think if we were more aware of what was going on, we could see the needs that our husbands have that we're not meeting if we would just quiet down a little bit. Yeah, because I think sometimes. Yeah, look at how you just said, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. <laughs> I, I think, you know, sometimes it, because it, it – 
you're wanting to build up and it ends up tearing down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, I'm like, I don't say it to, to like brag or to feel sorry, but like I work two full-time jobs that are taxing. You know yeah. what I mean? Like mentally, physically, all that stuff. You know what I mean? And then on top of that, within those, you know what I mean? Like it, it's two ministries plus the podcast, you know what I mean? And then still making time to go to the gym. You know what I mean? And all the time, it's like, I, you know, people are like, man, how do you find the time? How do you do that? You know, I got to He people. does not have the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but I could not do it if it wasn't for her. And if it wasn't for her supporting me. Like, seriously, anytime that somebody's like, dude, how do you how do you do all that? It's like, dude, I do it. You know yeah. what I mean? I do it. But I'm able to do it because I know that I can't because uh, my wife is back there like, hey, you got this. You know what? Because there were times where I didn't have that support. Oh, no. And, and I didn't feel like I could do anything. You know yeah. what I mean? There was just no way. And I didn't feel confident in in doing that stuff. And it's like, I know that God wants this. I know that this is going to happen. But here we go. It's my responsibility also to make sure that her tank is full. Right. Because I think sometimes it's like, and it's happened. It's happened plenty of times where like, I'm go, 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 you know, and her tank is not getting filled. I'm not filling her tank. You know what I mean? And and here's the thing, but I can't be the main source of- Yeah, no. Yeah, I can't mm-hmm. be the main source. Like, you know, we all have to be getting filled by the Holy Spirit, getting filled by Jesus. You know what I mean? But, um, but I do play a part in that. And if I'm not filling her tank up, if I'm not filling up the tank for my kids, like, it is not going to go well. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But her not condemning me, like, hey, here you go again, just busy off doing this and this. It's like, she supports me. And and there's things that she says, like, okay, it's cool. I got it. Don't worry about it. You know? And I already know all the things that she's already had to say. I got it. And it's like, you know, I'm taking off this week. I took off two days without you having to say anything. It's yeah. like, I'm taking this time off because I know I've just been so busy with this block mm-hmm. block of time for the last four months. You know, like I'm taking time off and I'm not I'm not doing anything, you know. Yeah, it stinks when you like your husband. <laughs> You know, like if I didn't like him, it'd be like, please go do another podcast. But like, I enjoy you. And that stinks because it's like, okay, he's got to go again. Go ahead. Have fun. Like, you know, but like, he's always like, you need friends. You like, you need to get out and hang out with people because you're putting too much pressure on me to meet all the needs. And I'm like, no, but I like you. (laughs) You're the one I want to hang out with. Yes. Like you're super cool. Like, I wish I didn't like you. Like, I wish everybody had a marriage like that where it's like, man, I wish I didn't like you because. But correct me if I'm wrong. It's awesome Mm -hmm. to see like what he's doing, right? Like that, does that make it easier? Like to see the, the effect, to see. Yes, because I'm going to tell you right now, my husband has always worked two jobs for the for the majority of our marriage. And it's allowed me to stay home, take care of the kids, you know, public school. They hardly go to school anymore. It's like fall break. When did we ever have a fall break? Like, you know, a spring break. And then you've got, you know, all these holidays and then half days on Wednesday. Like what in the world? Like, OK, so should I not work? And, you know, I've had the time to be home and to pour into my kids. I'm getting ready to homeschool this year until they graduate, which is a big responsibility. But he's given me that he's been miserable. Like, he's great. Like, oh, look at all the things I've done and, and I provide and I, you know, but it's like, he's miserable. And I know it. I see it when he comes home and he's like, I don't have anything to show for how hard I work. Like, yeah, we got this nice house and yeah, we got this and we got that. But like, that's it. That's all that I get for this hard work. And seeing him serve the Lord, it's like I have a whole different husband. 
Like right. he comes in and he's so excited and he feels like, like, man, look at what we're doing and look at what this is doing and look at this. And it's like, man, I want to see that fire in my husband all the time. So if that means that my fire is just barely going, that's fine because he's going to come home and just seeing him is going to give me that feeling again. And, you know, I had to learn also during this time frame, Bobby's not responsible to fill my tank. You know what I mean? Like, yes, I want to spend time with you. Yes, you're a good looking dude. You know what I mean? But at the same time, I need to be secure in myself. If I have a need, I need to meet it. You know, obviously there's some needs I can't meet, (laughs) but I can, you know, if there's something I'm lacking, like, man, I really need some some self-care because really that's what it boiled down to. When Bobby would come home, he could take care of the kids so that I could have a break. Well, now I'm in charge of my own self-care. You know, hey, I'm going to wake up an hour early in the morning when the boys are still sleeping and I'm going to get my self-care because it's important. So I'm going to shower. I'm going to put on makeup. I'm going to work out. I'm going to take some time with the Lord. Whatever that looks like for you, you make you important and stick with a routine and then it doesn't fall on him. So it's like, you don't love me. You're not giving me time for myself. Like, take time for yourself. You know what I mean? And I mean, but seriously, watching him come home all excited, that's so cute. I mean, I think I I don't, I'm not going to speak for you, Bobby, but I know for me, like just doing this podcast, like the amount of people we're reaching that are reaching back. The world. The world. (laughs) That are reaching back, right? Man, this past week, I was exhausted, but there were times that I spent two hours just talking with somebody, you know, and I get home and I'm exhausted, but I'm like excited telling Kim about it. But then it's like, I got to go to bed, babe. I got to get up in three hours. Like, you know, like, or talking on the phone to somebody and I, I, I'm sure you guys have realized I absolutely hate talking on the phone. Like, so it's <laughs> yes. like, but, but doing that, like, Mastering, yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's, it's exciting and it feels good to it. And those are the things that when I was struggling the last couple of weeks or a couple of weeks ago, when I was struggling and I wasn't seeing God work in that, you know, I'm just yeah. like, Oh, here we go. Another one, you know, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> and it, but instead it was, I'm like, man, like, Look at this. Look at what he's doing, yeah. you know, and I think that's super important. Well, so tell tell him about what happened that time that I came back from the gym. Well, right, like it was like the first or second week after the podcast. I don't remember. Remember I came home? Were you talking to people at the gym? No, no. Well, then, I, was, I don't I know. In the gym. Remember I I'm came busy. home and you're like, what's wrong with you? Oh, yeah. You were like crying. Yeah, uh, dude, I was so dude, I was sobbing like dude, I can't just... believe I forgot. Like he was like it wasn't like a cry like, "Oh, I'm a emo- it was like, "Whoa, what did you do?" Like I thought he did something wrong, mm-hmm. honestly. And he's like, "Yeah, they just I No, feel... I was like, "Read this." I yeah. was a comment that had somebody had sent me a text and yeah. I I had gotten like a series of texts. No, there was a had... few of them. There yeah. was a few texts all in one night. It was like Two in the morning, one in the morning. And you're like, why are they texting me this yeah, time? Yeah, and it was just, dude, it was just like overwhelming, like what we've seen from that. I mean, we've yeah. talked to somebody that, that you know, said like I was struggling with suicidal thoughts. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, in your podcast, you know what I, I mean? Yeah. That, and it's like. That was a phone call that I was on for a minute. And yeah. it was like, because I listened to the podcast, I 
didn't do anything drastic. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, but, and it would be so sad. Like, like I said, I sat on a year before even doing this, you know what I mean? And it's like, it's sad to see that if, if, if I didn't have the support at home, mm-hmm. that this wouldn't be going on. You know what I mean? And that's not on her. That's on, on me to make sure that things are right in the home. Yep. You know what I mean? That things are able so that I can do this. Yep. You know what I mean? And, and we're able to, to, to continue doing this. You know what and I mean? I because think that's a whole nother podcast in itself because I have a ton of questions, you know, like this is new to me. You guys have been doing it, yeah. right? Like this is new to Kim and I, and I don't think we're struggling, but I know that there's times where it's like, all right, Steve, like you're doing all of this but you need to help me out here a little bit, you know, or, mm-hmm. um, but that's, I think totally, I mean, we're at an hour 10. Yeah. Right now, guys. This is the longest so, podcast. Like, I'm sorry. Do you, do you guys have any last words of wisdom as you complete 13 years? I say that I need for myself to continue finding my worth and my strength in Christ and reading my Bible. The Bible is vital for me. Um, you can tell when I haven't read my Bible. Yeah. And you can tell when I have not prayed and I have not allowed the Lord to take over. And I need to continue that so that I can be the best version of myself. I mean, marriage is a huge responsibility when you think of it because we're supposed to be the example of Christ's love for the church. And I think. That's difficult, especially in these times. So if we know what a responsibility our marriages hold in the church, I think we would treat our marriage a little bit differently, and we would be different toward each other in public, and I think we would just overall be different. And so I need to remember that my responsibility is not just to love and support my husband and to be gentle and quiet, but it's also to example Christ's love for the church. Yeah. And that's, you know, there was something I connected like two pieces just recently and it was within marriage and, and within Christ's love for the church. And it's Matthew seven. We've talked about it on the podcast before. And it's Matthew seven where, you know, Jesus is like, many will come to me and say, Lord, Lord, you know, and they're, they're going to respond, you know, but I did all these things, you know, and her and I were having a conversation and it, it like dawned on me where like in our marriage, there's been times where it's like, you don't do this for me. You don't do this for me. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You know, like, <laughs> I love you. I I show you by doing this and this and this and this. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like, whoa, that's exactly like scripture. You know what yeah. I mean? That is that not like Christ's love for the church? He's bringing those two things together. And as guys, we are so guilty of that. Look at all the works that I do. Look at, I, I do this for you and I do this for you and I do this for you. But you're over there like, yeah, but it feels like I don't even know you. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like there've been times where it's like, I feel like I don't you're know here, you. You're here, but you're not here. You're here, but you're not, you know what I mean? And, and like, <laughs> and it, it's like, it's truly uh, um, like there is a weight to having a marriage. There is a weight to to being in Christ and having this relationship because ultimately if if our relationship is good here, like what does it matter if people think I'm a good, you know, like we have a, a high school full of kids, you know, a room full of kids that like, what does it matter if they think that I'm a good pastor? What does it matter if if other people do? Like even whoever's listening to this podcast, like it, that has no weight if my family doesn't feel the same way. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, guys, like in order for you to want to do whatever it is that God has calling you, and I'm talking to the guys here, you know what I mean? Like you have to do it in your home. And and the Bible's really specific about that. In Timothy and Titus, you know what I mean? Like you have to lead your family. And she checked me before where she's like, hey, 
don't forget your first ministry is the home. You yeah, know? I use that in a really bad context. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jesus. And and, and and she did, but she was right. You know right. what I mean? And so if there's anything, you know, on, on that end, it's like, hey, you know what? Like, th- what is it? You know, like, you're the thermostat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're the you're what's regulating and letting me know like where the temperature is at in the house. You know what I mean? And sometimes if it feels cold or it feels hot, like the only way that I can regulate that is like I need to do something in order to change that that dynamic. You know what I mean? And it's not by telling her that she needs to change, it's me making that change. You know, so anything from the whole podcast, it's like, hey, look at your situation and what do you need to do? Yeah. You know? And the first thing, most important thing is you have to be right with the Lord. Amen. Amen. Deanna, do you want to pray us out this time? Yeah, let's As our do guests. this. Look at those evil eyes. I see what you what you see now. Like, that's scary. <laughs> I can change everything. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. Father God, we thank you for this opportunity to share your words and your love for us, Lord. And we just ask that you strengthen the marriages out there, Lord, and strengthen our marriage and continue to bless it, Lord, whether that be through trials, through tribulation, through heartache, through walking in the peace and joy that only you can provide, Lord. I just thank you for everything that you've done through me and with me, even the hard times, Lord, because that was where you got to shine and I got to see you for sure standing beside me in those hard times, Lord, where I was out on that sea and I took my eyes off you for a second and I had to yell help, Lord. I felt you there and I felt you pull me out of that water and walk beside me, Lord, and I just thank you for that. I thank you for this amazing podcast and the amazing people that are tuning in and listening, Lord, and that are asking questions and may you be with them. May you strengthen their walk. May may you strengthen their heart, Lord, and just give them the courage to surrender everything to you, Lord, and just have the faith that you will stand beside them. You are walking this walk with us. And just give us that peace and that love and that excitement for you, Lord. Give us a fire for your word, Lord, because that is where the change happens. And I just thank you for these two amazing guys here, Lord, that are just being faithful with the little, and hopefully they can continue and be faithful in much, Lord. And I just pray that everything is to your glory, God, and we love you, and we pray this all in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Amen.